Okay, good morning everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Ruchem Abom. We continue in Mishnabura Daf HaShavua. Um, today we begin with Sif Vav, Simon Bey Sif Vav. Just want to revisit a few things that we mentioned yesterday. Yesterday we learned that the right side has dominance. It seems like the Mishnabura gave two reasons. Uh, the two reasons were that, firstly... One should pick up their clothing in their right hand, the entire article of clothing, and put on the right side first, and have in mind, everything is nichlal in the yamin, and from the yamin comes to the smile. Then later on, the Mishnah brought a different reason, namely, the right side is more chashuv regarding the matanois of the bayin yad of the kayin, and the bayin regal of the kayin, and the Torah also always proceeds the right side to the left side. I believe the Archashokhan says as far that, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the Torah with the right hand, and therefore the right hand is more chashav. Yesterday we asked the following question. Why does the Mishnah have to give two reasons? Why when it comes to getting dressed, he says you pick up the article of clothing in your uh, right hand, on you pick up everything in the right hand in your mechavin, that the smile is nichlal biyamin, and then a few lines later, the Mishnah says, well, the right side is more chashuv throughout the Torah. Why do we need these two reasons? I believe the answer is very simple. When it comes to putting on your right shoe first, or putting in your right hand first, so now we're dealing with one issue. Which side is more important, the right or the left? So to that, the Mishnah says in Sivkatan, hey, the right side is always more important. Where do we find that? By the Matanois of Dam, of the Matsoira, the Bayin Yad, the Bayin Regal, and for everything we, we put the right before the left. But when it comes to holding your garment, it's not a matter of what comes first, right or left. Now the question is, it's one or the other. You want to put the right, both sides of the garment, Biyad Yaminai. So now, now it's not a matter of what comes first, the right side or the left side, because now you're only doing one. You're putting both sides of the garment on one side. So here the Mishabura brings the Kabbalistic Svara that have Kavana, that Hakoil Nichlal Biyamin. Now what you're doing is you're taking the left side of something and you're putting it totally on the right. So now we need to come on to a different Svara. Now it's not a matter of the right being um, taking precedence over the left. Now the question is, if we can view that one side is incorporated in the other, so now we need a svara. Is the right incorporated in the left, or is the left incorporated in the right? So the, the Mishabura brings a mystical svara, that you hold both both edges of the garment on the right side, and be mechavin, that everything really is nichlal in midas harachamim. So my friend, Rameer Jacobson, pointed out a very important ha'ara. I mean, think about it. Here, the the most Kabbalistic concepts of Midas Hadin and Midas Harachamim and how Hashem runs the world are being alluded to in my most trivial and mundane activities, uh, namely how I hold a pair of socks or how I hold up my pants. I mean, really? Are the, are the, are the rules of the universe in any way alluded to or connected to how I get dressed? But you see how important we are. Look how important we are that the the rules of the universe are are reflected in our most trivial activities. Okay, now, um, I want to correct something I said, namely, 
um, regarding a lefty. Regarding a lefty, a lefty does everything on the right side of everybody else except when it comes to things that are connected to tefillin. So when it comes to holding the article of clothing, Reb Chaim Kinevsky says the lefty will still hold both, both edges of the clothing on in his right hand and he'll dress his right side first and he'll bathe his right side first. Okay, let us uh, proceed. Now, I also want to point out Yesterday, Rabbi Yitzchak Weiss uh, raised a very important point. The Mishnah Brewer is talking about tying your shoes, but we know nowadays there are many ways to uh, be mahadek your shoes. You could use Velcro, you could use other, a buckle. Is it dafka tying or any way of uh, closing your shoe? So, Rabbi Chaim Knievsky in the Das Noite on page Samach Vav, he says that any manner of closing your shoe, whether it's Velcro, whether it's a buckle, is considered like tying, and therefore you would tie your left one first. Now, another interesting point is, uh, wh- what is the connection between tefillin and shoes? What is it that the Torah gives chashivas to tying on the left side? We know that's not true. We know the Mishnah Baruch said when it comes to socks, then you uh, tie the right sock first, if there would be such a thing. Uh, Rabbi Kivayger brings a very interesting thing. Why do we have tefillin? In the Zchus that Avram Avinu said, from a string to a shoestrap. So we see there's a connection between a shoestrap and tefillin. So the chashivus of tying is specifically in the connection between tying tefillin and tying shoes. Sif Vav. It is prohibited to walk in an extremely erect posture. Do not walk four cubits with your head uncovered out of respect to the Divine Presence. presence. And you should check your orifices. In other words, make sure that you do not have to go to the bathroom before davening. When a person walks in that type of arrogant posture, they push away the legs of the Shekhinah, that this world is the footstool of Hashem, and therefore one needs to walk in somewhat of a more humble posture. Therefore, the Achorinim uh, say that you cannot walk even less than four cubits. Now, that's Meduik in the Mechaber. The Mechaber said, don't walk four Amois Begile Arash. He did not say that regarding Koimazukufa. Uh, it's obvious, even if you're standing in your, spot, in your spot and you feel like, you know, you're really having a good day and everything is going your way and you feel like the king of the universe, you should not walk in that erect posture. Now, do not walk even in a house that has a roof. Certainly under the air of the heavens, the Yeshu's are according to everyone, you should be careful. So, there's a particular Isra of walking Dalad Amos to Gilei Harosh. It is even more, um, it is worse to do so if you're outdoors. If you look in the Sharetzian Sivkat and Yitzayin, the Mishabura quotes the Elia Rabbah and the Primagadim that proves this from the Magen Avram. Um, and this, in other words, this applies even in indoors. Not like those who want to be lenient to go uh, without a yarmulke indoors. Now, Arba Amois. So the halacha, as Paskin the Shulchan you should not walk down at Amois, 
Um, but it sounds like less than Dalet Amos would not be prohibited. It says the Mishnah Umidas Chasidus Afilu Pach Narbas. It is consi- considered saintly practice not to even go less than four Amos without a head covering. Va'afilu Be'es Hashena Belayla. Even while sleeping at night. In other words, it would be considered admirable, but not required, to have your head covered when you go to sleep. Okay, so that's Midas Chasidus. Now, there are those who disagree with the Mechaber. The Mechaber says, you know how to go Dalet Amos. Some say that to go Dalet Amos, is not Asr Lahalacha, only it's not considered a modest practice. Okay, so that is an opinion of the Marshal. Aval, Kvar Kosova Taz the Kaman Ches. The Taz writes that that is no longer applicable. That may have been the case back in the day when it was not considered absolutely required to wear a yarmulke. The Bismanina, but in our times, Isser Gomor Medina, it is prohibited Medin, Leois Begilo Harosh, to go without a yarmulke, Vafil Yoshe Vaves, even if you're sitting at home, Vaayin Sham Hatam, look over there for the reason. I believe the reason of the Taz is because it's considered following the ways of the Goyim. Now this might be specifically for the Bnei Ashkenaz, where the Bnei Ashkenaz uh, in the countries they lived in, the Goyim or Makbed, not to have their head covered. So for us, it would actually be a Da'iraisa to go without one's head covered. Even for uh, young boys, it is correct to train them to have their head covered. So that they should have the fear of heaven on them. Like we find in the Gemara Shabbos, Cover your head so that you have the fear of heaven upon you. You should realize further. In order to get around the issue of having your head uncovered, it's enough to put your hand over your head. Now, don't be confused with saying Hashem's name with your head uncovered. That's, that's something else. Now we're talking about an Isser of going bareheaded. So regarding the Isser, which might be an Isser Doiraisa of going bareheaded, it would help to have your hand over your head. Um, however, to have to say Hashem's name with uh, without a head covering, then your own hand would not be considered a sufficient covering. Then maybe someone else's hand would be a sufficient covering. Uh, Likewise, if you're delousing your head and you have a specific reason why your head needs to be uncovered, then you could go with your head uncovered. Comes the Prima Godim and he says, maybe in your house, having your hand on your head uh, avoids the issue of Giloi Harosh. But under the airspace of heaven, if you're outdoors, there your hand will not be a sufficient covering under the airspace of uh, the Shemaim. Let's uh, end off with the Bir Halacha. Says, Look what the Mishabura wrote at the end of Sivkatan Yod Aleph that the Mephale Roy Shari. 
if you delouse your head, it's permitted to go without a yarmulke. Says Kasav. It's true. The prima Godim writes that if you're delousing your head under these circumstances, it's permitted. The prima Godim implies, yeah, if you're delousing your head, then it helps to put your hand over your head. That's the hemshech of the Mishnah Bura. That it helps to have your hand over your head, and that also works when you're delousing your head. However, I left out the words meaning indicating that while you're delousing your head, you have to have your hand over your head. From the Simchadosh, it implies the that if you're delousing your head, it's permitted under all circumstances, even if your hand is not on your head, according in my opinion, you don't have to be Because we said, what's the whole reason the Taz is so machmer bisman azeh that you have to have your head covered? It's because you're mimicking the goyim. Ah, because under these circumstances, everybody sees you're not doing this to mimic the goyim. You're doing it for your own benefit. So here we see a sort of, a little bit of an opening. That if people see that this is not your mode of dress, but you're doing it for a personal gain, because you gotta take a haircut, you gotta delouse your hair, then it's permitted. So then that perhaps lends some ability, let's say if somebody in the workplace, um, cannot have their head covered, so then that's, uh, something that should be addressed to one's, uh, Mariaderach, whether under those circumstances there's any basis to be lenient, but the bottom line is that for Bnei Ashkenaz, Bizman covering your head is Me'ikar uh, Hadin and may even be a Daraisa. Okay, we'll hold it over here, Rabbi Isai, and we'll try to finish up tomorrow. Thanks everybody for joining, and wish you a great day, Kaltov.